I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by two funny men uh, today. Makes a change to have two funny men on the show. And <laughs> um, we had uh, Tim Key, a poet, um, yes. actor, comedian, and um, he was on good form, wasn't he? Yeah, he's always funny, very offbeat. Of course, you'll know him from the Alan Partridge North Norfolk digital yeah. series, I would imagine. Uh, we had one of Britain's finest children's entertainers on. He was terrific, wasn't he? Mm, I enjoyed he was, him. Oh, yeah. Cool. Jeremy Lyon, he's not working at the moment, but uh, he's been enterprising. He started his own podcast. I think, I think you would have enjoyed that. Uh, Andy Smart took a, a look at uh, the top five boxing movies of all time, in his opinion. So that was, yeah. uh, that was a bit of fun. We had a bit of a chat at the start of the show. Oh, it sounded like Melvin Bragg, but that was fine. Uh, we had the road <laughs> trip from Russia. And Steve Bruce, of course, continued with the excellent Ian Danter as Steve. Uh, here's the best of the day show. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, I know we're going to talk about Gordon Taylor's idea, but honestly, has he been on the sherry? How can you have games in the same season? How could you have shorter games than games that took place? You know, talk about have changing the competitive balance of the whole thing. I don't think it was his idea, Andy. He said he'd said it had been something that that was on the table. He was he was kind of revealing. Well, kick it off the table. I just well, I just wonder if it was one of those things. You know, we've, we've talked about Gordon's mobile before. I, we've always thought that when he doesn't want to talk <laughs> yeah, to you, yeah. he does a Norman. <laughs> Collier because he's got the world's yeah. for a man that's so handsomely paid he should have a much better <laughs> mobile um, I mean 5G is going to be a blessing for him because we'd often phone him and he'd say oh, Gordon's going to come on we'd come on and uh, he'd say oh, I, 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 oh we've lost Gordon first question we asked we'd lose him every time so maybe it was maybe it was a cut out of his mobile phone when he was speaking to the Premier well, must League must have done really mm. absolutely ridiculous anyway uh, news from uh, Russia that they've topped the World Divorce League uh, the UK coming oh. in at ninth have they finished it though, Andy, or is it still ongoing? The world divorce. Are they going to decide, make the final stand? <laughs> well, Russia are in think, the lead at the moment. Dr- yes, I think so. But uh, it's obviously an ongoing competition. We're a disappointing mm. ninth. Uh, surely this calls for a root and branch uh, inquiry to see how we can improve this. Uh, actually, with the <laughs> lockdown, we probably will improve it. Let's be honest. <laughs> and um, what else have we got? Here? Da- Andy, oh, Dancer's yes. just been in touch. Mm. Andy, he's just he's just texted mm. me. He said he thinks you're, with your slightly bunged up nature, you're perfect to try Trevor, Trevor Francis. Francis. <laughs> Have you tried, you know, 
on many occasions. Now you're just doing Roy. You're doing Roy Hodgson saying Trevor Francis's <laughs> lines. Basically, <laughs> not enough to do Roy saying on many. That's Roy Hodgson doing an impression. Anyway, sorry, we tried dance. Um, I know we you like a uh, unit of sporting measurement. Yeah. I've got one for you. They're oh, the world's yeah, okay. largest hailstone, wider than a football. Mm. Here we are. The Moon River, I think. Oh, this was it. in Argentina, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was in Argentina. That's right. It, uh, it was in a place called uh, Villa Carlos Paz. Um, Fox Paz. Why not? 2018. They, the scientists <laughs> who quiz witnesses uh, said it could have been 9.3 inches across. And that, that's, a, that's a hell of a hailstone, isn't it, really? I don't quite know what to do with that. It but is. that's it, really. But the trouble is with it, I don't know how they measured it, because as soon as they hit the ground, they start to melt, don't they? So you'd, they you'd do. have to be, you know, quite... Yeah. quite we won't dwell on it, but I'm just giving you a bit of time to find no. your next bit, so... Uh, I've had a, a competition entry for who's got the oldest uh, sell-by date bit of food. Uh, yesterday oh, yeah. I, I brought you that Sue had tried to give me a bottle of fish sauce from 2010. Which she'd, then uh, but, moved, uh, which she'd moved with, of course. She'd taken it from yes. the old property to the <laughs> new right. one when it was already seven years <laughs> out of date. Uh, Juliet James, who's an artist and listens to the show, she said, uh, my partner has found some cocoa powder from June 1997 in his parents' c- cupboard, who he's in lockdown with. I said, so that's a, uh, anything better than that. 1997 is wow. a score. Um it is wow. I, I love Ali Ross's. I love Ali Ross's column, but I love unexpected morons in the bagging area. This is a mm. section in his column where he basically sort of picks up on daft answers people have given on quiz shows. Yeah. But the trouble is, there's one this week where I basically can't get the answer, so I can't really be very critical of uh, of people. Uh, t- on tipping point, Ben Shepherd said, "Which word is used to describe horses of a reddish brown colour, but is also a type of window?" And the uh, the the contestant said velux, which obviously isn't that's a type of horse, but I can sure he said velux. You sure, you sure he said velux. What is the answer to that question? I thought a ready brown horse was a chestnut, the, wasn't it? I mean, what do you call it? A chestnut horse, don't you? I mean, what was yeah, the other option of, it's supposed to be? It's not a type of window, is it? No, it's... it's <laughs> I don't know. It says it's supposed to be a type of window. Okay. If anyone else is listening, can you tell us what the answer is? Cause, it's quite like taking the mickey out of people. If you don't know the answer yourself, it's quite tricky, isn't it, really? He's oh, probably screaming at us, but um, uh, I wasn't ready for that. Sorry, you've, you've, you've given me a quiz question I wasn't ready for, a bit like the one in Faye and Darren's quiz the other day. <laughs> Very good. Now, people are... Uh, this, is ridic- this is a ridiculous story on the front page of the Daily Star mm. today. People are uh, actually getting injured clapping the NHS on no. a Thursday night. They're actually they're no. adding to the sort of workload of the A&Es. You have got to be the most stupid person on earth yeah. if you basically injure yourself clapping for the NHS. You know what it is, though? Because people... I know just the first week was lovely. It was a lovely bit of clap. It was really... Yeah. The clapping grew around. The, and then next week, it all put, put, make a bit of noise, whistles. People. Got, next week, it's... Pots and pans, and people have got to top each other. People have got. I'm yeah. supporting them more than you. Clapping isn't enough. So now people are injuring themselves. It's absolutely classic. Isn't We've it? had a few Ridiculous. fireworks around our way. Anyway, down the road sets off a few fireworks every Thursday night for for the NHS. Again, that's not. You don't want to put. You know, we're trying to put less stress on the NHS, mate. And you're setting fireworks off. It does seem a bit weird. Ali Ross has come back. It's He's Bay, come back isn't it, Ali? Bob in our broth, it tells it. It's, it's bay, bay, Bay Windows. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, did <laughs> you say the noise a horse makes? Bay, Andy, Bay. Oh, Bay, I'm no. Okay, no. Right, no, it's not. It doesn't bay, does it? It doesn't matter. Which, it. 
It's getting worse. This <laughs> which no nay. <laughs> yeah. We're the unexpected more. Well, I've got a cold. Which <laughs> which word? This is what it was. Which word used to describe horses of a reddish brown colour is also a type of window. So it's bay, yeah. obviously. Well, yeah, I well say obviously done, now. Bob and everybody. <laughs> Ali, Ali had to. He was driving somewhere. Had to pull off to let me know. Good it's man. Fantastic. Thank you, Ali. Well done, Ali. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talk Sport. We've been checking in with uh, friends of the show uh, to see how life in lockdown is treating them. And um, joining us now is a regular guest on the show over the years. He's a comedian, poet, actor, Liverpool fan, a tea drinker by the sound of it, from the noise I'm hearing down the line. It is <laughs> Tim Key. Good afternoon, Tim. Hello. How are you? Yeah, we're not too bad. Tim. Good, thanks. Not too bad. Uh, how, oh, you're uh, sounding nice and loud and clear. You are. How is uh, how's lockdown yeah. treating you? What circumstances do you find yourself in currently? Alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's only that question. It's a good answer. Though. It did. It sounds very plaintive. That so, so um, tragic. You're, you, you're not alone, are you, at the moment? Well, I've got a ted- like an enormous teddy bear. Right. Like he's about five foot sort of run out of ideas with him really. Um, I am alone, yeah. Yeah, I live alone. Oh okay, right. Oh, um right. so how, how how have you how have you been coping? Uh I have actually quite enjoyed it, yeah. Um I mean I write a lot anyway, so mm. I'm sure you've spoken to lots of people who have said, you know, it's almost sort of a cliche now that it hasn't really changed much. I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting quite a lot done, right. and you feel like there's no uh, distractions. There's no sort of compulsion for you to have to be anywhere or to do any meetings or anything like that. So you just sort of plug away, and um, yeah, I've quite enjoyed it. First banana bread is actually on now, so that's seven weeks before I even did one. <laughs> I, I thought... <laughs> I follow you on Instagram, Tim, and uh, your poems are great. They're really good lockdown stuff. Some of them are a little bit tricky for us to read out at this time of day. I'll try and just just one that may yeah. tickle me. It's very, very short. It's a poem. It says, I'll say break wind, but it says, Bungus broke wind and his Zoom screen lit up. <laughs> it's absolutely perfect there because if you are having a Zoom, mm. even if you just cough, the little thing goes around, that little green thing around yeah, where you're speaking. So I, thought, <laughs> well, I thought that was, pre- I thought was pretty accurate. Um, that was based on real events. That was the first Zoom call I did, and uh, <laughs> someone did. Do it. And, uh, I mean, it, it was a great moment. It really opened lockdown up for me, actually. <laughs> so you know, yeah, because of having, yeah, sorry, Tim, carry on. Having like that is very useful. But and and I'm again, I'm like, I'm sure you've talked to other people who say the same. Hmm. Trying to work out what you do in lockdown, if you do write or if you are sort of, you know, on the face of it, creative is interesting because. You don't want to sort of be left behind. You feel like you should be doing something. And in the first week, there was just this enormous kind of outpouring of this splurge of people just doing anything to sort of keep their normal life and their normal kind of, um, you know, train of creativity going. Mm. And, and I didn't do that. And so you have this week of thinking, I should be doing something. And then I remember like writing a couple of things about lockdown and even like then looking at them and thinking, Oh, I don't know. And also, you don't know quite what the tone of, of the world is anymore and whether or not that's like kind of crass even to be writing about it. And then after about a week or two, everyone just chills out and you just sort of carry on. And 
you know, it's I found it very like a really really relaxing and a really useful thing to have a have something to write about and to have like a a place in the world again. But it, they're amazing. They're very short, but they're amazingly powerful in in terms of social commentary. This one here: I climbed my snitching ladder and surveyed the streets with my Canon telephoto camera. And basically, it's a poem about looking at your neighbour and watching what he's doing and saying it's inappropriate. And of course, that's absolutely what we've all become, hasn't it? You sort of get back. You're too near me, and all this stuff. We've all loved telling other people what to do. And I thought that poem really encompassed that. Yeah, I think there's something. Um... I don't think I'm a particularly sort of satirical writer and when it's not locked down, <laughs> when it's not locked down, I just write about any old thing and so there's all these people just sort of doing whatever. And then during lockdown I have found myself starting to do that where a lot of them don't really make any don't don't really latch into anything in particular. Hmm. But sometimes, yeah, there was a bit of talk yesterday about more and more people snitching and then you sort of try and encapsulate it in some way. And you know, obviously when lockdown happened, that's like a you know, it's a pretty extraordinary thing, which no one's used to. And so you kind of, I don't stress out about trying to like write the perfect thing, which is like <laughs> seminal and will be studied in 50 years time. <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, I do sort of think, I sort of, a lot of the poems I write, you know, in the evening, I sort of treat myself to a beer at sort of seven or half seven and just write just for fun. And it is quite nice to sort of think, hmm, I wonder what would be quite a good thing to write about you know, lockdown or social distancing or clapping or the briefings or, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Mm. It's interesting, you know, we're obviously living in really interesting times, so it's yeah. kind of nice to have a, an, an automatic uh, outlet for it. By the way, are you enjoying um, Andy's performances of your poems this afternoon? Maybe you want to just draft <laughs> him in as some sort of... He can come on and do a few if your voice runs out. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's a new direction, isn't it? I've yeah. Just, I tend to go on stage on my own, but... I mean, I don't mind paying his Uber and getting up there. It's, it's, it's Look, I, I, oh, we always <laughs> used to say... I am the man. We, we, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I am the man that gave away the end of your stage act one year at Edinburgh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. You've simultaneously been my greatest supporter and biggest saboteur. Over you. <laughs> I think that's true. We often say that sooty, sooty at panto season uh, does about 12 pantos. So this could be effectively your work. You could, you could book two separate tours with your poems. Effectively the same set, but you just give Andy your set and he just does it. But the thing about Sooty is she just whispers into into the guy's ear. So yeah, that's true. Andy wouldn't say anything. He'd be whispering my poems into my ear, and then I'd be saying them out. <laughs> that's true. I guess I, I maybe that's the problem with lockdown. You go out of your mind trying to work, trying to reinvent your act. <laughs> now um, you have um, on the commercial front, you have produced some playing cards. Uh, I understand it's interesting for a man on his own. As he's playing patience, it must be a bit weird. But um, <laughs> they have poems on them. And I uh, understand uh, Alex Horn, who we spoke to the other week, people know from Taskmaster and the Horn section, he has, he has put together a little um, sales pitch for your playing cards. He has, yeah. He's, he's created, well, I mean, I say him. It's the, um, the talent b behind Alex Horn has put, the, <laughs> put together the drink. Are you going to play it? Yeah, I think, well, I think we are. You, so you, 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 need to, you need to set it up, or can we just fire it off? Um, well, yeah, you know, basically, I made these cards... Um, with my uh, 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 visual collaborator, I've got a, a designer who we work together a lot called Emily Juniper. Mm. And so we sort of, um, 
I, I use cards on, on stage all the time, and, and actually the answers seem to actually be staring us in the face, that we should make a pack of playing cards, beautifully designed by her, with my poems on. And um, so she sort of went away and did it. And then, um, you know, they went into the, the factory to be manufactured, and then um, <laughs> there was a pandemic. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so that slowed, thing down, slowed things down a bit. But yeah, they've all just arrived, and so we're, they're back on sale now. So this is okay. the, the jingle for it. Okay. If you like playing cards, and you like poetry, if you like things that look nice, and you like Tim Key, then it may just be that we have found the perfect thing for you. Lovely deck of playing cards with poems on them too. Tim Key's poetical playing cards. Tim Key's poetical playing cards. Tim Key's poetical playing cards from archerandpress.co.uk. Fantastic. That's really good, isn't it? Yes, there's an accompanying oh, yeah. CD with me reading them if you want. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. <laughs> yeah, the director's cut. But that's, yeah, that is quite the production number for a set of playing cards, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, they're great playing cards, as I say. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't done a jingle that's, that's better than the cards, if that's what you're trying to imply. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm sure the cards live up to the jingle. Don't worry about that. So, um, for those that think, where can people get them from? Just remind us, on your from your website, yeah? Uh, well, actually, everything... I think the Instagram place is the best place to go, because they're, okay. they're on there. I'm going to re-announce them, I think, in a couple of days, because we've got all this new stock in. And then I'm also um, releasing something else on Thursday. So yeah. the best place to go at Tim Key Poet um, on Instagram. Okay, I just wanted. I mean, I'm sure this. I mean, you know, this not let's not put uh, uh, Neil and Rob Gibbons to work. But I just wondered uh, the, the idea of uh, Alan and and Simon chatting to each other in lockdown on Zoom could be could be very very funny. That's not been talked about. I take it, has it? That's a great thought. Yeah. Well, we can talk about that now, and uh, yeah. then you can talk about it uh, with their people, and yeah. then we'll get that going. I, I think it would be it would be the idea of Alan in on his own, uh, with, with, with maybe chatting to you on Zoom uh, would be would be would well, be good. You know or maybe what? doing what we're doing, broadcasting from home. <laughs> yes. It's not bad. I mean, I don't really care what the, the finer details are. It's a, it's a revenue stream, though, isn't it? At the end of the it day. Is. It is. Well, if, 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 they're, <laughs> if they're listening and they fancy it, that would, that would, uh, we'd all love to watch yeah. it. It's a no-brainer. So, okay, yeah. Tim, look, we've, we've run out of time. Lovely to talk to you. Keep, keep, we didn't get a chance Lovely to talk to Liverpool, but I take it you want them to win the league. We just say yes, shall we? Uh, yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, look, uh, good to talk to you. Take care. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. We head back to Russia, 2018. We've been raiding the archive and this was day one in Sochi, so uh, here it is. Andy is doing some incredible amount of adjusting of his underpants. Just as we got caught, just popped out the side, did you? Really uncomfortable. I mean, I wonder what you're working next to Michael Jackson, constantly grabbing his crotch. 
very disconcerting <laughs> that when I'm trying to speak sorry. to the boys and girls. <laughs> sorry Sooty. about that. I'm all right. Your, I'm all right. Grabbing now. your crotch. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Come on. 6-1. Six, 6-1. One. Six, one. That was magnificent. Yeah, it was brilliant. We're very lucky to be here today, actually, because uh, we've got a fixer here, our fixer Nikolai. Yeah. He, he doesn't speak English. He's not overly useful, let's be honest. Uh, but he does look like Neil Warnock. He does, yeah. yeah and uh, I love traffic, me. Yeah. And uh, basically, the driving here is so bad. Oh, man. I'd actually be a decent driver You'd here. Be, yeah. I'd be like the stick. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, honestly, I'm thinking of opening a driving school here, really. And so we're driving to... We, AJ's. Pass first time with AJ's. <laughs> Minimum of four accidents guaranteed before you pass. No, honestly, it's... Um, yeah, and we were on our way to. You're here tomorrow. We did a little piece of Stalin's summer house. Fascinating place. He wasn't in, uh, by the way. He wasn't there. No. Yeah. And uh, but it's on a motorway, so uh, he he sort of needed to find the way. So he stops halfway. He stops on the hard shoulder, but like pointing out halfway. So like, on I'm, your side, I'm, I'm, right wasn't that in, I'm right in the firing line, yeah. and I'm thinking, oh no. And then at one point, we're driving along in a tunnel. And, uh, and this bus starts to pull over towards a massive great bus, and he's trying to get out of the way of a cyclist yeah. in a tunnel so on the motorway. Basically, someone's cycling through the Blackwall Tunnel. Really? Honestly, I'm surprised we even got here. It was quite, quite worrying, really, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the, the one thing... I mean, you're a terrible driver, Andy, but I you're am, right. Yeah. You could start your own driving school in this yeah. country, and you would clean up. Now, yes. a very strange incident occurred after the game yesterday. Mm. And this is the, one of the maddest things that ever happened to me. We came out of the game... And I, I saw well, we were here in the pub in watching the pub. it. So yeah. we were watching. You yeah. went, yeah. You used the facilities yeah, after. You, you were out, so you'd you'd gone and disappeared outside. I came out and I I went up to this guy. As far as I can I went up to you. Yeah. And I started having a conversation. I said, yeah, you know, those Australian lads were all right, really. They were quite fun. And Black said, sorry. So I said, no, those Australian lads. And John's looking at me. And suddenly I look at him and it's not you. Yeah. It's another bloke. It's a bloke who's about 20 years younger than me. I mean, I know your eyesight's bad, but you had your glasses on. I really couldn't see why you... I mean, it wasn't like... Sometimes you talk to the wrong person. But this it was takes mad. to twice after they've said sorry and they said nothing like me. I'm doing the whole show with him tomorrow. It's marvellous. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a problem, though. First of all... Well, you have a problem with your underpants well, anyway. Yeah, You've not well, kept new, still. I bought a new, some new pants before I came out. Wow. And the, I wore these You should the have run time. them in. You never, it's a schoolboy area. You've got to run in new I'm pants. Checking, I'm not wearing these again. They're yeah. rubbish, actually. Okay, right. And, uh, <laughs> Straight in the bin. But in, in our hotel, but I, I couldn't find the room that I was in. Which was ridiculous because they, they give you a card, but there's no room number on it for security, probably. So I went up to the floor that I thought I was on, and I still thought I was in Moscow. So I was trying to get into room four five four, and I was in fact room seven three three. What about that? Which is a bit odd. And in our hotel, because the lift system is so poor, you're not happy with the lift system. Oh, none of us are. It's basically, it took me five minutes to come down. For, I could see you guys waiting for me, yep. but I couldn't do anything. It's one of those lifts that looks out onto the lobby. There are stairs, but they're fire escape stairs. And I was talking to a, an Aussie girl yesterday, and both of us wanted to use the stairs, but she's saying, <laughs> that looks locked. If we push that, the alarm's going to go off. So we it's better a, wait for it. It was like really ridiculous. frightening place. And a bloke uh, stopped us for a photo yesterday. And about 15 minutes later, we st- you were still trying to work out how to use the photo, the camera on his 2001 mobile. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, we found after one of the, it was like a, it was one of the oldest mobiles I've ever seen. I'm just surprised it had a camera on it. It was pre-cameras. Anyway, Lewis Warnock was waiting for us, our fixer, yep. to give us a hairy drive back to Sochi. And uh, honestly, I'd welcome back Ivan. 
who we had in, uh, who left us halfway through to go to on holiday in Belarus. That's right. Yeah, you want him back. You I, think he's I, a safer, well, I did, safer pair I'd of hands I'd even welcome back his terrible chat about Liverpool's midfield in 2005. <laughs> I must say. He does love his football, old Ivan. Uh, the uh, pub here is interesting. We're, oh, yeah. we're in the uh, O'Sullivan's pub, if you come into Sochi. Yeah. Pop down, do some good range of beers. Food yeah. was very good yesterday, and you're a very hard man to please when it comes to food. Very, I had a very nice chicken pie. I yeah, you enjoyed it, didn't you? Yeah. Perfect for these 85-degree <laughs> temperatures. Andy had a chicken pot pie. Yeah. For uh, some reason, I mean, notice also when, at the game on Saturday, all the drains in Sochi Stadium have sort of they've been they've sealed them, Andy, with referees foam. I think well, Keith no, Wyness has it's been just, out it's here. Not referees foam; it's just filler around Cre- the creamy seals. Who John thought was a weather presenter on CNN? I think he probably is. I think he probably is. Uh, anyway, the pub today. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. interesting. If Suggs is listening, if you are, good oh, afternoon, Suggs. We know he tunes in, and Woody now and again because yeah. they're big football fans. Um, they had basically had. Um, we had Madness's Greatest Hits. And I sort of looked up, was writing yeah. the intro out, and I thought, it's rather bizarre. I mean, I'm in this Russian seaside listening to our house. If you think but that's... Yeah, they, they love them over here in If Russia, you think apparently. that's bizarre, yeah. yesterday during the game at half-time, yeah. you didn't hear this, but we all heard it. They played We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Really? I've never... Why? I've absolutely no And the no hotel, uh, yeah. the hotel on there... Real in um, Moscow have got driving home for Christmas. Why do they just sort of chuck in <laughs> an old Pre- random Christmas Perhaps song? Russian Christmas was like mid midwinter. I don't, th- I th- I don't think the Russian Christmas is greatly <laughs> different from ours. I think it's about twelve days after us. I, I did actually buy a belt yesterday in just belts. Uh, yeah, Sochi's finest well, belt they, store. They, they were true. True, there were, because we went in there, they didn't sell anything else. Did they? No, the woman knew her leather, you have to say. Yeah, she readjusted the belt for you. I did need quite a lot of readjustment. It was really funny done, when you I could have done with it this morning. Yeah, you could, yes. Maybe she'll make you a truss. There we are. So, mainly about Andy's underpants. But, uh, but then, where did we go away? We went somewhere else afterwards. And yeah. you'd taken them with you again. Back you, in Moscow. And it also happened in the studio. I wore them in the studio in London. The new that's studio. right. Yeah, Same so thing. just chuck them away, Andy. A bit like that 17-year-old <laughs> fish sauce. Put it in the bin. You know, it's a force economy still wearing the, the Michael Jackson underpants. So, um, anyway, time for Striker then with uh, Ian Danter, uh, who uh, is bringing Steve Bruce's murder mystery to life. We've got time for the recap today. So let's, uh, let's give you a little bit of the story so far. It involves Steve Barnes, the manager of Lettersford Town, and there's been a murder. The murder, if it was murder, is a matter for the police. The club and all members and employees will cooperate fully with the police in their inquiries. The reporters crowded in on me. I'm a big man and I could have carved out a passage for myself through the ruck. However, I was on TV and the slightest suggestion of roughness on my part would be noted. I do not like the idea of a press gang besieging you at the training ground for the rest of the week, Sir Lawrence said. There we are. Steve had to get away from all the press and have a little mate. He was quite choked, obviously. He's been accused of murder and he's got a game on Saturday. Uh, Let's uh, find out what happens next. I suspect that this is going to be a very long week until the murder is found, I said. Sir Lawrence nodded politely to Bill and left the office. I called Julian. Is there anything you need? Two cups of chamomile tea, I said, raising a ghost of a smile for the first time since finding Pat Duffy's body. I'd have thought two large cans would be more in order, Bill said, but he did not question my choice any further. The two of us sat together, drinking our tea, no milk, no sugar, and chewing the fat. One thing's for sure, Bill, I said. What's that, mate? Whatever happens to the rest of the week, 
It can't get worse than this, the first day. Are you right there, Steve? Bill replied. You are absolutely right there, my friend. In fact, I was completely wrong, and so was Bill. The week could get worse, and it became worse faster than either of us anticipated. Earlier, I'd asked Julie not to allow anyone into the office, except, of course, the chairman, and she could not, in any way, have kept him out. My mobile phone was on, but in answer phone mode. It rang regularly. I'd have switched it off completely to gain a bit of privacy, but I didn't want to exclude Susan or either of the kids if they were to call. Therefore, I was surprised when Julie opened the door. I'm sorry, she said, but they insisted. They, in this case, were the two detectives, Chief Inspector Dave Shannon and Detective Sergeant Wilson. I don't know his first name. Sit down, I said affably. Any new developments? Shannon looked at Bill. Oh, this is Bill Brown, my agent, I said. Anything you have to say can be said in front of Bill. I noticed that neither detective made any effort to sit down. This meant that they didn't intend to stay long. Shannon cleared his throat. My heart sank. It suddenly occurred to me that the reason they declined my offer to be comfortable was because they had something formal to say. Blimey. You can only imagine what that is, Andy. They're going to read him his rights, aren't they, Steve? (laughs) I think that Steve's two cups of chamomile tea line raised a laugh, apparently. If only it was that easy. I'll try that one tomorrow. Just put down the birthday spread. (laughs) Chief Inspector Mick... It should be Mick Shannon, shouldn't it, really? Not Dave Shannon. Yeah, it should be, really. Anyway, uh, our thanks to Dan for doing uh, Striker Force. Obviously a fine impressionist, as you can tell with his Steve Bruce there. And he's putting those to good use in lockdown. He has launched his uh, podcast... His uh, balmy old it's podcast. Well. There's some old uh, stuff from his archive when he was uh, working up in Birmingham, which you can hear, and a lot of new stuff he's producing as well, as well as the the red button, the Talksport red button, where you can hear what goes on during the ad breaks. He's imagined a conversation between <laughs> Jim White and Bob Mills, so you can go and check that out on the latest one. I thought we'd give you a little that. bit of this. <laughs> this is um, he does it a fine Arthur Lowe, and he does Mister Men stories, and one of the his. Uh, Listeners on the podcast suggested Mr. Lockdown. So let's give you a little brief flavour of that now. Mr. Lockdown sat on the toilet and strained for all it was worth. After what seemed like an eternity, there was a splashing sound. Mr. Lockdown let out a big sigh of relief, wiped the beads of sweat off his forehead and reached for the toilet paper. But you'll never guess what. Yes, you're right, there wasn't any. Panic buyers had completely stripped the shelves of it. So... Whereas some people had whole rooms packed to the rafters with Andrix, Mr. Lockdown didn't have any bog roll at all. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> just a, just a flavour of it. Anyway, go and check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Ian Danter's balmy old podcast. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Every Tuesday, our uh, friend, uh, uh, ball runner, comedy store player, Farnborough fan, Andy Smart, uh, joins us. His top five favourite sporting things. He started off with uh, movies. He gave us uh, football, gave us baseball, and uh, this is, blimey, narrowing boxing down to uh, five movies. There have just been so many, so he's going to make somebody unhappy in the next ten minutes. Good afternoon, Andy. Afternoon, boys. Yeah, I mean, boxing of all sports has, has generated I mean, more films definitely than any other sport, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I've really enjoyed this week because I've just been watching all sorts of different types of boxing movies from uh, black and white ones from the 40s right up to sort of modern day ones. It's been fantastic. Well, like the ones last you night I watched... Uh, hmm. eh? I was going to say, were the ones you yeah, hadn't one... watched, Andy, this week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were a couple that I hadn't seen before, mm. and uh, yeah, like the uh, the one uh, the one with um, Kirk Douglas, uh, the champion, mm. which was just just stunning. The the actual the boxing in it is incredible, and 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 obviously, Ray, well, we'll get to number one in a minute. But uh, Kid Galahad is now number five because I like a, a black and white film at number five. I thought I thought um, your number five was Requiem for a Heavyweight in your list, or was it changed since we spoke? <laughs> well, that's to say, well, that's 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 uh, yeah. The harder they fall, it's actually uh, Requiem for a Heavyweight. That's uh, the, the, the subtitle for it, uh, which is another Bogart film. They're both Bogart films, but I've sort of now I've moved around to Kid Galahad. Have we got? But uh, I mean, they're both fantastic films. The harder they fall was Bogart's last ever film. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> it's about a shady. You've uh, messed up our production, promoter. doing. Oh this. yeah, we put we put yeah we he's given <laughs> oh. us a top five and then he's taken one out of the top five. But anyway, talk. Brilliant. The harder they fall, I do remember it. It was um, a, a Humphrey Bogart movie. Tell us a bit about that. Well, yeah, and it's a requiem for. It's also known as requiem for a heavyweight, and it's uh, it's he's basically a sports writer, and uh, and he's lost his job, and he's hired by a shady fight promoter. 
And it was basically the story of uh, Primo Canera, who sued the uh, mm. film company because uh, he said it, it sort of suggested that he took dives in his films or that the uh, his manager had paid all the boxers he fought to get to the title fight to take a dive t- so he would get a chance. So it's uh, so he sued uh, MGM for the for for a uh, million dollars, which was a lot in back in the forties, mm. and lost and lost. But it's a it's a great old film, and uh, it, it, it sort of echoes. I mean, as I say, it's Bogart's last movie, but it sort of echoes his role in, as the uh, as the it, it plays the opposite. He plays the opposite sort of role in uh, Kid Galahad, where he plays. Uh, a, 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 basically, a mafia gangster mm. who, uh, who who rigs fights as well. So it's all <laughs> the forties boxing films were all about rigs fights, basically, and that and the mafia involvement in them. Yeah, they were all kind of uh, real, kind of noir, sort of really sort of push black and white movies. The rec room for a heavyweight, I thought you were talking about, was the film called. Yeah. A Requiem for a Heavyweight, the one with Anthony Quinn and Jackie. And ja- I got thrown by the fact it was the actual title of the film. Jackie Gleason and Mickey Rooney. Oh, which yeah. one are we hearing a clip from? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah, going to hear well, a clip from that. Yeah, yeah that is, that's a, a, a boxer who gets punchy, really, film, and yeah. has to retire after getting concussed. This is Anthony Quinn, that's Jackie it. Gleason, Mickey Rooney, who's the good guy uh, in the movie. They're in the dressing room. After he's fought, Cassius Clay, that's right, uh, as was then, he had a cameo in the film and one line, and uh, this is him after yeah. he's taken a bit of a beating in the dressing room. Dramatic stuff. Have a listen to this. Mum, can you hear me? Mum, where are you? Where are you? I'm in Pittsburgh. It's raining. You're in New York, St. Christopher's Arena. New York. That's right, I'm in New York. Nice. Nice. This boy's fast, man. It's okay. I can take it. It's all over. It's all over. It's all over, man. Don't stop it. Don't stop it. There we are. So they they didn't paint boxing in a is it that they didn't paint boxing in a great light. All those movies of that era, did they really? No, no. They they played it they played it pretty straight. Yeah. It wasn't a fun business to be in. Basically, no. Let's move but, on to uh, number four. I mean, yeah, sorry. We should. I, yeah. Just sorry, Andy. We want to crack yeah, no, on number four. Yeah, number four is. What did you go? Unless you've changed it. Um, what did you go with? <laughs> the champ. The champ. Yeah, that's why I've got. I've got the yeah. champ. Uh, good. Yeah. Now there were two films called The Champ. There was an early one in the in the in 1932. It was uh, Wallace Beery mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, and Jackie Cooper played the little boy in it. And it was mm-hmm. remade in 1979, which is the version I, I watched. Yeah, this that's the one I think most people know. John yeah, Boyd. Yeah. Isn't John Boyd and Ricky Schroeder as the young boy? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> now, this is a, but, this is uh, a real... Yeah. If you haven't seen that film, Andy, this is a real spoiler alert thing, isn't it? Because um, there was a clip I could have taken from this, but that would have completely oh, yeah. ruined. It's the most famous scene in the film, but by playing it, we'd kill, we'd kill the movie for you. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we can't do that. It, it, it's, it's John Voight who's a... It's a Franco Zeffirelli film, isn't it? I mean, it's... It uh, is. Zeffirelli yeah. was the one he did after... Um, he did after Taming of the Shrew with uh, Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor. The right. next film was, was this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, and, it's uh, John Voight who's a gambler, a ex-boxer, te- isn't it? Yeah. It's a real tearjerker, yeah. Mm. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> I guarantee you'll be crying at the end of this one. 
it's uh, it's a great film. Um, I think and there were got... two thousand kids. Or... Yeah, go on. I was going to say we've got a little bit we can play. A little. I think we've got a little bit of the trailer of this one. We'll just give you a flavour of it, but right. uh, not the ending. I'm taking this fight, Jackie, for me and my boy. I gotta do something for my boy. Everyone he loves, he has to win. I saved this for you for seven years. The clubs of a champion. Everything he wants, he has to fight for. Yeah, so there, there, yeah, there we a boxer. are. He would do. Hello, Andy. Yes, I saw you. Yeah, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so why did I love this? We either all speak at the same time, or no one speak at all. Who, uh, why did you like this one so much, Andy? Why did it make your top five? <laughs> because, uh, well, it was just a great. The, the boxing uh, uh, in it is fantastic, and mm. it's sort of choreographed so beautifully by Zeffirelli. He was. He also um, Zeffirelli did a lot of uh, operas as well in yeah. Italy. And uh, mm. and he used it's it's, it's it's sort of got that operatic feel to the whole sort of fight sequences and Faye Dunaway is fantastic in it as well, but John Voight really yeah really uh, takes a beating in it. Yeah, uh, the, what, the what I don't understand. Mm. Sorry, oh, sorry, Andy. What yeah, what is Andy Jacobs. That is. No, no, just the yes, that's me. The top, <laughs> it's the top five, but there only seem to be four. What happened to number three? No, that was he's given us four. We're moving on to three now. We're moving on to number three. <laughs> three, three. Don't complicate any more, Andy. Uh, number three is that one you were talking about, Champion, and that is an incredibly yeah, dark film because I mean, for Kirk Douglas to play someone so reprehensible and always, he's no, he's a he's a oh, terrible he's, bloke, yeah. isn't he, in the film? He's he's a real anti-hero. No, mm. you can't possibly like him by the end of the movie. And he's he, he sort of basically he, he he gets all the people that that sort of try to help him or love him. He just he just he just pushes them away in a yeah. very uh, nasty way. Um, he, he sort of he's a drifter with his brother who sort of uh, he, he, they they sort of get offered to money to fight in a, in a booth, and he finds out he's quite good at it. Um, but then he, he decides he doesn't want to do that, and he works in a in a little um, cafe and he, he, he's forced to marry the, the owner's daughter and he leaves her and then he gets caught up with some gangsters and they offer him money to throw the fight. It's just, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a heck of a movie. He's, um, he, he, it was his first Oscar nomination as well. I mean, he never won an Oscar, but he had three nominations. So this was his first. This was the one that sort of really, sort of really broke him into the film business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, it's again from that sort of era when they were kind of very dark. Those film noir and a lot of boxing movies like that. Yeah. So um, we'll move on to uh, number two, and yeah. uh, look, we're going to play. We're going to play you a bit of number two, and uh, I think can you guess what this movie is? You won't win any money. It's too easy. <laughs> Have a listen to this. Here it's chaos. Rocky, you went the distance. You went the 15 rounds. How do you feel? All right, and four. What are you thinking about when that buzzer's on uh, for that line? Adrian! What do you think about when the 15th round when you're coming out? Adrian! Rocky. 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 I'm surprised our trails department have not uh, done uh, Adrian and Goffey yeah. version of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they should. Goffey, Goffey, Adrian. 
I think that would work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's well, very interesting because everybody, yeah. everybody impersonates um, Stallone doing that. But actually, the yeah. impersonations are much more exaggerated than the, what he actually says in, yeah. in that clip, isn't it? It's not you do it just now, both of you. But it was is it like an exaggeration of what he does. <laughs> it is amazing that that they let him. I mean, he wrote it. They say in three days, and then yeah, the script yeah. in three, and then got the the, the movie studio interested but they didn't want him to play it because he was a nobody effectively so he really had to fight for it i mean he it was almost yeah, like yeah. him saying if unless i'm doing it you can't do it which was a bold thing to do wasn't it but obviously it worked out for him yeah yeah and uh, and to keep it going and keep it going i mean there's been sort of about nine incarnations of it up to hmm. creed and creed yeah. too um, and the one Rocky Bill Bauer in 2006 where he comes out of retirement, he's got to be about 60. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's incredible. And uh, I actually, uh, when he did Rocky IV, he was, uh, it was against Ivan Drago, the Russian. Uh, he was played by Dolph Lundgren. Mm. And uh, I got to interview Dolph Lundgren uh, for a Maxim magazine uh, mm. when he was doing Red October. And I said, one of the questions I asked him was, if you could have one thing, that you've uh, you've lost in your life back what would it be and he said the shorts that he wore when he fought in the ring with stallone because they had his and stallone's blood all over them wow and that was the one thing he would want back <laughs> wow yeah, they're so, great. i mean, I mean they, 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 are great hit, they really did hit, hit each other yeah yeah well yeah. Look, we're going to bring people number one then um and uh you haven't mentioned there's some of the films you haven't mentioned a million dollar baby uh, oh, fighter oh, somebody yeah. up there likes me Rocky Graziano's story um, the oh, Arlie yeah, movie that was, yeah uh, that's right yeah, uh, Will the Smith, Hurricane yeah. you could put under that as well there's other other movies as well yeah. so many uh, boxing movies uh, oh, the, over the years I've not even yeah. named them all yet You're, uh, South the, Paul, the, the, the Fighter with Mark yeah, the fighter with Mark Wahlberg yeah, and uh, yeah. Christian Bale who won the Oscar for best supporting role Fat City which oh, is uh, the one with Stacey Keach and Jeff Bridges. That was in there. Yeah. Have you ever seen The Square Ring with Bill Owen and Jack Warner? <laughs> no, I, I haven't. Well, Bill Owen was in Last of yeah. the Summer Wine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's about five fights in a London boxing hall in the 50s. Uh, it's, I think it's one of Joan, I think it's Joan Collins' first films. But uh, wow. that's a classic mm. as well. But your winner is oh, let's yeah. play let's play the trailer of uh, I th- and people won't be surprised at the number one it's a glaring omission from that list we just gave you here's, here's, a, here's the number one the bronze bull the raging bull let's hear for the great Jake Lamata ladies and gentlemen I'm the best I can take him on anybody you're dead you're married leave the young girls for me there's no way I'm going down I don't go down for nobody Listen with him. Why does he have to make it so hard on himself? So, uh, yeah, um, Raging Bull, not a massive yeah. surprise. I mean, it's uh, the, the, I, it's interesting. The fight scenes in that, though, Andy, I was reading a bit about Rec Rim for a heavyweight. So we're going to be chatting about it today. And that kind of point yeah. of view of the boxer, but Anthony Quinn in that movie being hit, and they'd say that Scorsese took some of that because they are pretty visceral, the fight scenes in Raging Bull, aren't they? Oh, they're incredible, yeah. I mean, they, they did have... There's, there's one where he's fighting Gennaro. If you slow it down, you can actually see the little pipe coming out the side of his head, which is where the blood's coming from. <laughs> but it's... Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's incredible that he... I mean, he put on 60 pounds uh, during the filming so that uh, he just ate potatoes non-stop for the whole of the filming. 
uh, just endless bowls of mashed potato and put on 60 pounds. Wow. It's incredible. It can't be good for your body. And and then taking all those hits as well, because, I mean, you really does in the in the Sugar uh, Ray Leonard fights, uh, you can you can see they really are hitting each other hard. I mean, the heads go back as as on each hit, and it's and you're sort of uh, it's, a, it's a tragic tale. It's a hard watch. I mean, you know the way he treats his family, especially Joe yeah. Pesci and his wife Victoria. Mm. It's hard. It's a hard film to watch. Sugar Ray Robinson, I think you mean, don't you? I, don't, I think Leonard Sugar might, Ray been Robinson, push, yeah. might have been pushing Sugar it a bit. <laughs> that was a bit. <laughs> that was a bit later. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We uh, we should just say, That's Andy, it. that. Uh, the news came through this morning that a man that we both work with uh, on American football, the great, the legendary coach, Don Shula, has passed away aged 90. Of course, uh, he was the coach of the 1972 oh. Miami Dolphins, undefeated. Did. Yes, I'm sorry, Matt, to bring this to you, but he never, they, he was good age, 90 years old, and of course his record will probably never be beaten. There was never a team undefeated no. before the 72 Dolphins, and there's never been a team undefeated since then. So uh, right through the season, regular season, and of course winning the Super Bowl. And uh, we, we got to work with him, which was quite an experience, wasn't it? It was. He, was, he, was, he, was, um, he wasn't sure about me because I had blonde hair and a big earring when I met him. And uh, I, he, every time I moved closer to him, he'd move further away uh, until we were up against the wall of the booth. But no, he was a, he was a lovely bloke. He was very knowledgeable and uh, he, he just had to just set him off and he, 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 would, he would fill the, uh, the two minute um, ad breaks perfectly every time. Mm. He, was a, he was a star. Yeah, yeah well, he certainly was. Uh, Andy, so what, what, what's, what's your top five? What's your top five next week? It's horse racing filmed next week. Okay, and you're going to stick to Ooh, your top good. five? You're going to stick on top? <laughs> yeah. just, just give me a heads up if you change them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Lean times, uh, if you are a children's entertainer, all those kids' birthday parties have been called off. You're in lockdown and effectively you can't work. So what do you do? Well, if you're enterprising like our next guest, you launch your own podcast you know we've seen there's so much online content now for uh, the kids to keep them busy uh, whilst we're all in uh, lockdown and jeremy lyon who's quite a checkered colorful career in this particular profession um has put his own podcast together he's done one or two specials at christmas the environment and space and others all very educational but this time he has turned his attentions uh, to lockdown and um, we're going to give you a little flavour of it now. Uh, you, got, you have to have an exercise. You have to have a workout, of course, for the kids at the moment. Mm. You have to. And um, he, he brought in his old friend, Texas Turkey, one of the many puppets that he works with. We'll talk about uh, them. Quite a few dubious ones in there as well. Very shortly. But first, let's give you uh, uh, Jeremy working out with Texas Turkey. Join in at home, kids. Upon your feet, boys and girls, it's time to do the turkey holdout. Yeah, no, Joe Wex could learn a lot from us. In fact, if he wants to get in touch, then I could Skype him with the turkey puppet. And we gobble, go, gobble, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> Take your turkey by the hand. We're going to have a showdown. Stamp your feet and clap your hands. Let's do the turkey holdout. Okay. Kick your legs up one by one. Get your arms. Do a star jump just for fun. <laughs> now you're a turkey raving. Your turn. Oh, 
Yeah, sadly, we'll leave it there because it does rather deteriorate at that point where uh, Jeremy struggles to, to, to keep up. And uh, the Texas yes. Turkey, remarkably, sounds like David Sedaris, the American author, but it can't, it can't be him. He'd be a tough booking. But we can. Jeremy Lyon, the children's entertainer, joins us now. Jeremy, lovely to talk to you. Uh, yes, can you hear me? We can. Oh, we can. Well, wonderful. It was an absolute pleasure to be uh, with you all again here on. Uh, uh, which one is it again? Uh, talk sport. Jeremy. Talk yeah. sport. That's it. I mean, yeah. perfect. Yes, I never, never have it of off the uh, off the airwaves. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you don't. Well, what an inspired idea. We heard we heard the exercise uh, routine. Oh, there. Yes. There's, there's so That's much about... useful information and entertaining stuff in your podcast. Oh, well, thank you very much. I'm glad uh, glad you found both educational and entertaining. That is very much the uh, the motto of every, every every children's entertainer is to just you know keep. <laughs> Keep the children happy, but, you know, keep them using their brains as well. Otherwise, yes. you might as well put them in front of the telly or, you know, or the radio. Yeah, that's very, that's, very, that's very true. Now, one of the most interesting things I've, I've found in the, in the podcast, Jeremy, was, you, was make your own hand sanitizer. It's very hard to buy in the yes. shops. You made the point. Well, it is. Um, it's impossible. And, yeah. and, I, and I think, you know, the children have got, I mean, children in particular are as well, filthy and so I've got absolutely keep themselves as clean as a whistle and I do during the podcast you absolutely I make my own uh, hand sanitizer which I, as far as I remember it was a couple of days ago it was very uh, very effective in fact I'm, I have it on my hands as we speak mm. and and it's fair to say that my hands look very clean I mean obviously under the microscope who knows but as far as I can tell my hands are disease free well, it's that's good dry. to hear. I mean, it was it was obviously alcohol was the base, and I think what did you put? You had ouzo in it. You had one or whatever you could find in the cupboard. Avocado. Really. It, it was yeah. a little something something of a mix up. Yeah, a drop of avocado in there just 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 to moisturise. I was hoping to actually get a little bit of Bailey's in there to really moisturise the hands, but um, that bottle had emptied. I think it just evaporates. That if you leave the lid off, you wake up and it's it's all gone. That happens with Bailey's. It happens with. <laughs> Other drinks as well, but predominantly, yeah. predominantly burners. But it's a lovely drink. I, I, look, I don't want to cast aspersions the... on your or you in in this. Have you been at the hand sanitizer today? I I I, I think if, have you been relaxing at home this afternoon, Jeremy? No, I've been I've been very busy. I'm using my time in lockdown. Um, yeah, well, profitably. It's I'm I'm in a small flat and I'm not 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 getting out, but I'm determined to not just you know sit around and. And not achieve anything in these weeks. So I've been busy, you know, making a, a few puppets, planning, planning my attack for when I can get back out there and get in, get in front of the of the children. Yeah, of course. You know, that, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, of course. Did you have? I mean, how much work have you lost in, in this period? Did you know? Well, um, technically, I've lost. It's. Um, <laughs> Just having a cup of tea. Just having a cup of tea, yeah. <laughs> yeah a cup I'm, of tea. Not, I mean, we had the ring pour on your cup of tea go, actually, there, Jeremy. <laughs> well, it's one of those um, cans of um, cans of tea. <laughs> Get you that can of tea, haven't you, when, when you're at the pod? Iced tea, it's like that. I mean, I'm not saying it's... No. Um, um, look, anyway, yes, I've not had many bookings, I'll be... I'll be frank, but then you know, kids aren't having birthdays, aren't they? I mean, well, they are. They're not, not having them. They go, the the days pass, but they can't have a traditional celebration with you know, cakes and puppets and sing-alongs and so forth. Although I have toyed with the idea of them um, skyping in uh, or zooming in, you know, to a children's yeah. party and giving them a virtual entertainment. And I think there's a lot of 
there's a lot of pluses to that. Yeah. There'd be very little travel involved. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't have to wear trousers, but I probably would. I'm just, just if you're only shot from the top up. Not that that's no. a, a great concern. I'm just saying it depends if it's early in the morning or something. It would feel I wrong, I think, to do to uh, to not have trousers on even even in well, the I've Zoom. I've made a little that. studio here, that sort of that sort of back of my wardrobe, slung over with blankets. And I'll be honest with you, it gets absolutely boiling. It's like sitting in the sauna. So if it's a trade-off between me me fainting in front of a child or being in front of a child with no trousers on and them not knowing, I think I'd go for the latter. It's a you know, it's a hard yeah. choice. It's the moral dilemmas we're all facing, I think, at, at this time. The, oh, um, we, uh, we heard Texas Turkey there. Um, oh, he's a great puppet. He's yeah. a great Texas Turkey. Well, oh. you've got a number of puppets. You've got some fantastic puppets. Um, oh, thank you. no, I've, I've always think you know you, you get the visual element there, obviously, with the kids, and, and you know, and they really they learn a lot. I've got a lot of cracking puppets. There. A lot of them are in the lockup at the moment. Um, yeah. Oh, zebra flossing. I don't know if you listened to my um, "How to Look After Your Teeth" podcast, but I, I did, had yeah. him on. He's one. I'm very pleased with him. I made him not. I've yet to try him in front of a live child, but the because um, the Nutribullet mod drop in there is. Is much stronger than I thought, and and that, that's he's, he's a big puppet for those that haven't heard the podcast, and that can only be maybe two. There we are. That was a uh, two or three people in the show. Stuart's there on Don't Ask Me, but he's a puppet with them. Um, he's got big brushes on, and he teaches you. We live to fight another big, day. Big uh, that's us. Brushes, We're back the, tomorrow. As I say, the motors have a fine it's, evening. It's and keep safe. I'd have to look at that before it, but he's a good puppet. He's there's all this zebra flossing. The podcast. Oh yeah. Yes, it's lovely. Go on. The podcast full of full of it's full of help, helpful tips. One thing I never realised before, when you were making the hand sanitizer, you were talking about Avocar, and you said if you just pour it straight into a frying pan, you get this kind of alcoholic omelette. Well, that's quite a good idea, Absolutely. really. Absolutely, there's shortcuts. There's shortcuts with almost everything in that in that hand sanitizer. Yeah, no, it's a very um, it's a very adaptable drink, Avocar. Well, much like Bailey's, which is, you know, technically sort of it's Mother Nature's own Gaviscon. It's one of the one of the best things for for suppressing any kind of reflux is a little 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 glass of Bailey's. That's old, you know, the, an old trick of the Irish. The um the other podcasts, as you said, uh, they're they're all available. Lockdown is your latest one, but just for That's Christmas, uh, there's a Christmas one as well, of course. Nice. Uh, if well, the Christmas know. one was absolutely delightful. Tired me out. I've barely done a podcast since then. It's yeah. exhausting. But, um, <laughs> it was a long it was a long Christmas. I tell you, that was um I did one on your teeth and how uh, to stop them. Um, one on the no, I'd look up and the one on the environment and what we can do to to stop it. Uh, one on. Oh, space! That was I did a space exploration. I've been asking my my, my fans and my followers, saying, "What should I talk about? You know, what what would people?" What about find? a sport one, Jeremy? I think we'd all like a sport, a sport one. Sport one would be a very good one, actually. That's you know, I'll write that down. Yeah, I'll write that down right now, Peter. Yeah. There's, there we go. There we are. Yeah, be, that, <laughs> no, that was very interesting. Actually, I, I could. Uh, that's a good idea. But again, it, it keeps the kids active, doesn't it? it Especially it does. when they're all. Well, they're all cooped up inside, you know, on their playstations, and with you know, it's good to got to get them running around or having a game of darts or or bar billiards. They could do a bar billiards or um, cribbage. Cribbage. All the kids love uh, bar billiards. Oh, uh, Jeremy, you know, <laughs> we've sadly run out of time, but I, I would, I mean, I, I'd, I'd venture that you have not in the last few minutes you've not done uh, your chances of getting lots of work after lockdown is lifted. Uh, any harm well, at I, all. I, I think it's been a know, great I'll, advert for your services. I hope so. 
Well, that's a pleasure. I look forward to pleasuring many more children once this whole this whole uh, terrible business is over. And uh, and I'm sure you'll, you'll be looking forward to getting back to work as well. I think we will be. <laughs> well, Jeremy, thank you very much. Uh, we look forward to seeing you back at work uh, soon. And uh, Always a pleasure. Always uh, a pleasure. Jeremy's podcast, Jeremy Lyon podcast, available now, the lockdown special uh, and plus uh, plus others. So there we are. Brilliant work there. It's a... It is a great uh, creation. That oh, look, we can see. It's, 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 he's left us. It's Justin, David. the brilliant Justin Edwards. The brilliant uh, Justin and Edwards. And long-term fans, and his podcasts are great fun. So not 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 really suitable for the kids, as you probably <laughs> Most of it gathered. We play out, but, but they're, they're, they're brilliant fun. So go and check out uh, the Jeremy Lyon podcast. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. So there we are. Um, hope you enjoyed that. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it all again tomorrow from one. We're, I think we'll venture into Mike Parry World once again. We've been checking in with Mike every Wednesday. A public Good. Service, I'm always doing our looking bit, forward to that. Doing our bit for the elderly. And, um, yeah, we will uh, catch up with Mike tomorrow amongst other things. So until then, uh, keep safe. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.